Hey, look, it's Paul Pacino. I think this is your parking ticket. I'll hand this to you. Please pay that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't magic no. it away. You can't do that with station vehicles. Oh, yes, you can. What is on your finger, P.S.? I want to let you know, go on record saying I, I volunteered to pay for parking. And I did pay for parking. Yeah, just not long enough. For enough parking. Yes. <laughs> I was going to pay through the app so I can monitor how much time we need. I know. And you're like, don't use credit card money. I've got metal money. I've got change. And well, you only had dimes. <laughs> I'm going to pay the parking ticket in dimes as well. How's oh, that? Oh, right. that's your protest. Good one. Today on the Geek Out podcast, the Big Apple event happened Tuesday, and as a resident geek, I'm. Gonna let Paul talk about it. Slofies are here! Finally! <laughs> Joker is 100% fresh from critic reviews. Brian Johnson's Knives Out is also getting rave reviews. And we're gonna review and recommend it, Chapter 2. Spooky! <laughs> spooky, spooky glass. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek! The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Oh my god! Episode 50 of the Geek Out Podcast. Yeah, let's order pizza. It's we'll get here in time. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because we record this on September 12th. Sounds like a challenge. September 12th, 2019. And you know, if you look at the months numerically, if we'd recorded this tomorrow, it would have been 0913. Oh, cool. The month and then the date. Oh, Maybe this will get. That's probably um, released tomorrow, then, and that'll be significant. Yeah. Or maybe it'll get released next week. Who knows? <laughs> should we apologize to one hundred percent? We should apologize. Yeah, yeah. We had some. Uh, I hate to say it, technical freaking difficulties, and uh, long form audio. Actually, for a couple of days, any audio was not uploading to the system that we normally uh, system with, and unfortunately, the Geek Up podcast came out. Five days late and I'm from sorry, last week. I also week. say we didn't just have technical difficulties; we had tech support difficulties. <laughs> but okay, that's but not with me, <sighs> yeah, yeah, No, yeah. no. We're here. We're back. It's episode fifty. Let's do a thing. And uh, this week, oh, sorry, I guess not this week, but I am Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at seven twenty with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. I'm DJ Boy Tano. You can hear me every weekday afternoon doing a show called The Mixtape in a show called. The Afternoon Zone. <laughs> oh. Of which I do the hosting of Paul Cino. <laughs> and I'm Art Aronson. <laughs> and I am Kirsten James, and I'm on the Weekend Zone. Thank you, Paul, for not taking 10 minutes with your intro. Uh, and I'm actually going to be really short on my first bit because I talked about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on this past uh, Bud's Weekly Geek Out because it was such a good show. And then I used facts. Facts that I got from this show mm -hmm. um, to uh, flesh out the information that Wait, I had. Our show is factual. <laughs> when when two, Kirsten talks, two points, <laughs> two points of uh, of the last or week's Brian. show were factual. So I took those little nuggets and I put them in my weekly geek out. That is news to me. So that's it for the the, the weekly geek out bit. So. Oh well, let me say then. Let me let me flesh that out a little bit oh, and say great? great. Yeah, it was a great review on um, on that other show that you can listen to in podcast form as well, right? Cheers, yeah, thezone.fm slash podcast. Um, and, yeah, you know, so since the last pod when I heard Kirsten tell me all the stories, uh, I went and watched that documentary. The, the Crystal Calls. Yeah. And it's great. I haven't finished the actual show yet, but I blasted through The Crystal Calls. I found it fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay, as a person who's only four episodes in, 
Is it spoilery? Because I'm no. so anxious to see the documentary, but I'm only four episodes in. No, it's not spoilery Great. at all. Great, thank yeah. you. And I, yeah, and it was like to me, it was more enjoyable. It held my attention more than even the show was. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was really, really neat. And How- and it has like, and since watching it, I, it has improved my enjoyment of the show or increased that. That's awesome. Yeah. How many episodes in are you, Paul? Probably four or five. Same. Art. One episode in. Still, it's not a priority. I thought you seen- on right. I thought you had seen two episodes last week. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm. You know what? You know what it was? I watched the first episode and then I was kind of doing things while the second episode. Oh, okay. So you've seriously know. watched one episode. Okay, Brian, have you watched Art yet? I have put it on my queue. Good. <laughs> and Kirsten again binged the whole thing over the first weekend. Sweet. It's tough though because again, Mindhunter or season two came out, and I think that's taking priority for a few of us, right? It really is. Has anybody read this article that I found? headline the real fbi agent behind mine hunter on what actually happened in atlanta has anybody actually read that article because i was afraid of spoilers so i didn't read it i read some of it okay it's pretty much just a question and answer sort of thing and they Mm -hmm. were asking him just certain details about the show and what the events that actually happened when he was there and how close it is how close is it yeah it's pretty close there's Mm -hmm. a lot of real fine details does that spoil the show uh yeah yeah so don't read damn okay but i think a lot of us do know what happened? Right? Oh, Most yeah. You technically, do. could go yeah. into watching the show having already known about the story. Yeah, exactly. Right? You okay. already, yeah, you already know. I had this thought this morning thinking about Dark Crystal. I was like, can you actually even spoiler uh, a prequel? Yeah. Or a show based on a true story? Well, details about it. You know, things that if there's smaller things that don't necessarily impact the grand story, then then yeah, those can be spoiled. Yeah. Okay, so that was Mindhunter and The Dark Crystal. Um, Knives Out. It's this movie coming out by Ryan Johnson with, like, everybody in it. Uh, let's see. Um, Chris Evans. Thank you. Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig. Craig Tony Collette. Catherine um, Langford. Catherine Langford. Anna Darmus. Anna Darmus. Christopher Plummer. Is that is he the, is that the name of the guy who plays a grandfather? And, um, oh, crap. True Lies. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. The, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so crazy star studded uh, whodunit kind of movie. And the first reviews are out, and it is very well, being very well received. Yeah. Now you're excited about this one, Art. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, what was that movie he did with uh, Emily Bond? Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> no, no, no. The one with Bruce Willis and Looper. Looper. Looper yeah. He's done like three yeah. movies. The only other movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's one of my favorite like sci-fi movies, and uh, so I'm interested to see him come back. And I like Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I guess I'm in the minority. No, no, I like no. It. I'm with I you. Like it, and no. I really like what Ryan Johnson was trying to achieve. He yeah. maybe was a little sloppy in some cases, in some areas, but I think that's going to translate really well to a murder mystery. Yeah, you know, he was really trying to unpack some big ideas there, and you know, maybe that's not what the Star Wars fan base wants. But I, I totally respect with what he did with that story and those characters to try and make them more interesting. Than just a soft reboot, and I think he succeeded pretty much for the most part. Yeah, everyone has the force if they want it. <laughs> that 
That's not what it means. Yes, it is. At the end, with the fucking kid with the fucking broom. That's not what that means at yes, all. Yes, yes, that it. kid has the force. No, it was like everyone has the force. That's if you not wanted what I got enough. out of it. That's not what that means. Yes, it was. No, I don't. I disagree. I disagree with you. And do you think that's a Ryan Johnson decision anyway? Mm-hmm. Bud, no. yeah, that was a Disney scene. Bud, whisper his disagreement, and I'll scream it. That's not what that means, Kirsten. Sheldon Hovde, yes. producer from the other side of the hallway. Did you just look in the window because you heard Paul screaming through the soundproof room? Walls have no bounds. Yeah. No, well, no not with his voice. Here. Okay. Yeah, this is not Two or three walls room. have no bounds. So I'm so voice. sorry we disturbed you. Um, we will be we quieter. We me. won't. There's a whole group of... <laughs> There's a whole wing of people who closed their doors when we record this. Sorry, thank you. They should be out to lunch anyways. But anyways, <laughs> you're out to lunch, Kirsten. out to lunch. Yeah, Kirsten's out to lunch. No. But that's not what that means. But anyways, I'm excited that's about... I was stupid. What I think I've read that this is like a little bit of a love story or a love letter to uh, like Agatha Christie. I hope so. I mean, it sure has that vibe. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. It's been forever since you've seen like a real good, like a whodunit and mystery. And now this is something you can spoil. Like I want a real and, twisty, yeah. turny ending that takes me in a bunch of different ways. And my mind is constantly working and trying to figure it out before we get there and then it won't and I'll be surprised. Yeah, so this I'm won't, stoked. This won't be end game level uh, internet avoidance but uh, we'll have to see this quick if we don't want to be spoiled on the int- on the, uh, on the ending. And I'm that's sure. exactly what the critics are saying. They're saying it's smart, it's twisty, great surprises, left and right. So Performances look great. Chris yeah. Evans playing a dick was just exactly what you want. Crazy, right? Yeah, after all the wholesomeness. So... <sighs> Speaking of reviews, early reviews, Joker is 100% fresh on the tomatometer um, so far with critics and has won uh, the Venice Film Festival Award. And what other movies did you say did this, Kirsten? Oh, um, I don't remember. Okay, I will look it up. <laughs> I don't remember. The last people, the last, did, why is it not in the notes? No, I don't know. You, you I don't remember things Guys, I say. this is going to be good. The last I'm two winners of the- I'm still busy looking at Jedi shit over Would here. Would you stop? <laughs> just let that go. Yeah, you're just wrong. Guys, I think this is going to be good. Anybody says could be a joker if they email. wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate, everyone is going to play the joker. Next up, Tom Hanks as the joker. The last two winners of the Golden Lion were Shape of Water and Roma. Yeah, so. there you go. That's it. Ugh, Roma. Oh my God. Good movie, but uh, I read a couple of like quick reviews of the Joker's movie. Uh, one was by I think the guy Matt Goldberg of The Ringer, and he, at least him and another critic from that site were like, were like, the biggest or the hottest take I have about this movie, the Joker movie, is that I have no hot take on it. Ooh. It's just fine. Oh. I don't you know. know there's no yeah. like real beats on it. It doesn't really try and do anything too big. Uh, he says that the Macover said that um, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic, but other than that, the movie just it doesn't really do anything. And, and that's, that's kind of what I expect. That's what I'm yeah. expecting. Yeah. So like I'm because I'm still yeah looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> I'm not like hating on it or anything like that. But I just think I'm gonna come out and be like. That was a fine movie. That, yeah. was, that was okay. Do these ratings make you want to just go out on opening no. night and watch this movie, though? Not at all. I want to see it on opening night because I, there's no way that it's going to be 100% of a movie. And that's, that is not going to last either. I just oh, no. Critical reviews only, certainly. Like, once the public gets a hold of it. Yeah. I mean, that's how the tomatometer works, right? Is like it, critics. But I think when more critics see it or they aggregate more reviews into that 
um, rating was going to be w- it's going to be way down from 100%. I've read negative reviews. That's how that works, right? Yeah, like yeah. it aggregates the reviews. Either they're positive or they're negative. I've read negative reviews from people who've seen it, so I don't know what the fuck. Well, tomato ha- meter just means you it's either fresh or it's not, right? Isn't that what it is? Well, yeah, they, they, well, in, 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 the, in those reviews, in the critic reviews, you basically, yeah, yeah you rate it fresh or yeah. not fresh. But it's like, how many? It's not even out for the general public yet. Of course, it, it's going to get either a very high ranking or a very low ranking, right? If there's a general consensus of, even if it's like an okay movie to the average person, mm-hmm. um, if if it's one of those things of like, yeah, okay, I'd recommend it, and then five people review it. There you go. That's 100 percent for you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the numbers are relative. Oh yeah, and especially early days. Yeah, we can't. I don't think we can truly get a sense of you know the entire movie before it's released. That's because it's just the critics who are seeing it, just very specific people. And then yeah, when the great on watch gets a hold of it, oh man, they'll they'll pick everything. But up this might it. be like a flip for DC too, because most of their movies, their audience score is really high. Like the audience score is usually you know in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and the critic score is usually like 33 percent. So uh, like. <laughs> We might see a total flip here, and the critics might let, love it. But like as fans, we may fucking hate it because, like everyone's been saying, they don't want a Joker mm-hmm. origin story. Well, there's um, rumors out there that this movie's going to be like up for an Oscar and stuff, mm-hmm. like which I'm is crazy. Like, what? Beyond we could have our second uh, actor to win an Oscar for playing the Joker. That's right. God. Beyond not <laughs> wanting a Joker movie, I just I think that um, from what I've read about it, just what this movie is going to try and do. And elevate this character and make it this like character study. I think it's just going to be way too ham-fisted, and I don't know. I'm. Uh, That's why critics I, like it. That's why it's a fucking Roma in the Shape of Water. Both like ham-fisted. Well, like I don't know, like nothing movies. Like Roma was. Uh, <laughs> Roma was like, yeah, of course, critics like that movie, but it was like. Ugh, and I hated Shape of Water in that one, the fucking best picture. For oh, you hated Shape My of goodness. Water. I did not like it. Really? I thought it was fine. But no, yeah. Did you do yeah. a thing on the radio about how you liked the monster's ass or something? No, people liked the monster's oh. ass, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people it... were going nuts for his butt. Right. <laughs> Isn't there supposed to be like a stand- another standalone Joker movie with Jared Leto? Isn't that in the like works? Ew. Uh, I doubt it. What? I, hope I know this. Uh, I read that somewhere. Birds of Prey. Fire. Birds of Prey is coming out with right. Harley Quinn. Right. Okay. Um, and I think they just released like another teaser for that, just because it was like she was. And Margot yeah. Robbie's on board for that. Oh yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. She's, she's yeah. She's playing Harley Quinn again. Wow. Um, yeah. They released another teaser trailer during the release of the opening weekend of It because it's just like this red balloon or whatever. And then she comes and swings her like. Oh, yeah, nice! I that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's like who needs clowns or something? Nice. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's funny. So um, I love it when they do Warner that. Brothers. Warner Brothers, right? It's, it, they're obviously they can promote the It movie. Because <laughs> right. All Warner Brothers. But I think the biggest thing going for this Joker movie is there's not going to be any tie into the DCEU, and they're not though we know of. Yeah, I feel like it's. I not know there was happen, like a yeah. theory, and again, is like it, I guess it's out to. You know, certain critics and advanced screenings and stuff. There was a theory of the joke. There's like a scene in the trailer where the Joker's running out of a theater, and I think that's uh, sort of the theater where the Waynes were. Uh, oh, really? That's the theater where the Waynes were killed. Oh, yeah. callbacks. Oh, yeah, interesting. and it seems like it's in and around the same kind of setting. It looks like the same set as you know the the set that they used for Batman versus Superman. 
Interesting. They'd be smart sense. to have it that so completely separated from that failure of a universe. <laughs> though. Yeah. Um, I have uh, updated information there that uh, the tomato meter is at seventy-seven percent for Joker. Oh, okay. See, that's a quick decline. This research yes. is days old anyway, so it's, yeah. Uh, so I have a feeling. I don't know. Maybe a few critics, you know, were so wanky about it. Um, but uh, so listen to this though. I find this interesting. The the critics consensus they give here. Gives, gives its infamous central character a chillingly plausible origin story. Don't want. Society. <laughs> Don't do yeah, Right? And serves as a brilliant showcase for its star. Okay. That's what we've been sure. saying, right? Is that yeah. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. I'm sure this is going to be a, a masterful performance. Absolutely. And a dark evolution for comics-inspired cinema. And that's... That's right. I'm like those three things, kind of like being mashed together. I don't know if we should have got that with this particular character so soon after the Dark Knight. I just, you could have done that something else. Joaquin Phoenix, you want to do like a real cool showcase about like how society breaks down people who already have like you know a compromised mental health. Great, go do it with somewhere other than with the Joker, who's a villain. Part of me, I think, is mad because that's what they're doing. They're trying to like say this story about how. Society is bad for people who are, you know, is like vulnerable already and can turn them into monsters. And like, that's not a really good message. That's not a good cultural message to put out there that like someone who's having a rough go of things is going to become an infamous villain. That's not a good message at all. Yeah, but not all movies have to have morals or warning signs or, you know, teach you to to be on the lookout for something. That kind no, of, of course. But. It feels like that's what they're trying to do with this. Now, they're trying to elevate the subject matter, mm. which is the Joker and Batman punch each other, into this tale of morality and tale of you know sort of holding a mirror up to society and yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I would right? say that like comics have always done that though. Like it, like the background of like a Batman comic, there is morality in there. You can't just say that it boils down to two people punching each other. No, I know, I understand that, but. This is like, I don't know, I just don't care for the message at all from what it feels like it's going to be. I see, I see what you're saying. Like, right? like I see what you're saying with like the mental health thing and like, ooh, you know, somebody that was already had a problem and it went, like I, that, I, if that's going to be the message, like I can see how that's problematic, but I, I don't have any issues with them elevating the material. No, I, I, I suppose think I don't it's a cool either, yeah. medium to be doing that and comics have been doing it for for years. No, you're right. And I think it's the comparison between like what the Dark Knight did. Yeah. Right? Which is it handled those That's like a dark like what what was the review you said? It was like a a, a the third point was said something about it's darkening the dark descent or dark yeah. descent. Dark, anyway, but yeah. you're right. Like that's what they do in the Dark Knight, but there is no like other message or whatever they're not trying to elevate that material like And that's where I think maybe level. the cynicism comes from is because you start to think about the people that are the big decision makers, these executives in the the Warner Brothers boardroom, being like, okay, what are what are we going to do next that's going to help save DC or that's going to help make DC money? What worked for us before? Ah. Oh, make, doing Ledger again. We'll do Heath Ledger again, yeah. as far as as far as Joker, and then we'll get another eight, like really good actor to do this. Oh, okay, well we can't just do that story again. So what are we going to do? Okay, well let's blame the Joker being the Joker on society yeah. which is like something that i used to do in my social studies class to sound smart i'd, I'd be like what do you think uh, caused this uh, thing in the thing and i'd be going uh society because <laughs> it's such a big word uh, right? well, so, i think, I think, I think right. that's where the cynicism comes from yeah 
And I think that if this movie came out like ten years from now, would be a, I'd be a lot more excited about it. Maybe. But like we've. We just got legends. We, just had, we yeah. know society sucks. You don't need to do a movie about so it. So I was going to ask this exact question. Dark Knight was 11 years ago, and that's not enough space to be doing this subject matter again? Not when it's as iconic as what we got there, right? But that's not a movie about And society, we just had Jared Leto as well as the Joker. Cause <sighs> you, like, you could have said the same thing about Batman Begins. It was like, oh, well, we just had that Batman and Robin movie come out like <laughs> about a decade ago. But it's like, well... When you end with Schumacher, there's only oh geez. you know <laughs> yeah. only way to go is up, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I so. I think that it's less even about you know for me that they um, are are just redoing that same type of Joker thing again. Um, it's more that it's like it feels very kind of unoriginal. Like again, I mean, remember how different Heath Ledger's Joker was to Jack Nicholson's, and what a like wild departure that was mm-hmm. for us at the time. Right? It was so new and inventive, and that was what was really cool about it. You know, this character done in this really cool way. Um, that's this one feels like oh, we're, still, we're doing that again. It's a little bit different, different actor, but it's the same, similar. I'm very interested. I can't wait to see it, to be honest, mm-hmm. and uh, to see how I feel about it. And if if these feelings from this marketing and these really con- critics um, talk is going to make me is is going to be what I actually feel about the movie itself. Talking a lot about this, we're blowing a lot of breath over something we haven't seen. It's, yeah, it's true. It, it comes out in three weeks, you know? October fourth. We'll find out then. Yeah. Well, then let's switch gears to thermal detonators. <laughs> the TSA has changed course and will now allow the spherical Coke bottles and whatever other bottles of pop there are sold at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Which is- on aircraft. The, I, I'm still not bringing you one back. Just please, out of please, protest. Come on, Kirsten. Out of fucking protest. Please, how Kirsten. stupid. I don't want to spend... How much are they? Are they like $250? Oh, are they I like, think they're like 8 bucks. What the I don't fuck? Know. Do you I want an know. $8 spherical Coke bottle? Which probably, by the way, will have to be empty. Because yeah. you can't bring it back full. Can't I don't want it. I don't want to possess it. I just want Kirsten to do this. <laughs> no. Thing. No. Please. Do I it. don't want it. Oh, this is man. where this is one of the ones because I was missing from this podcast and I, when I was listening back to it and I was sort of trying to talk back to you guys but realized you couldn't talk back to me <laughs> or you couldn't hear me at all because you recorded this like seven days earlier. Yeah. Um, <clears> but <throat> they, it, it's not just because it looked. Like the TSA wasn't wasn't trying to ban this because it just looked like a thermal like a fictional weapon. They actually do resemble old school hand grenades. Yeah, and I think that's bit. what the TSA. So it's like, yeah, you can bring a lightsaber on <laughs> on board because it's got a plastic, colorful thingy on it. You know what it is. Yeah, right away, it's yeah. not like somebody's gonna be like, this looks like a thermal detonator from Star Wars. <laughs> They're actually gonna say this looks like a hand grenade. So. And replica weapons are one thing that TSA says you cannot bring on board. I'll pay for it, Kirsten. Just please bring it back for oh me. God, no. Okay, better Star Wars <laughs> news. Better Star Wars news. Uh, Kirsten found a pretty darn cool fan edit trailer for the not coming out movie, but would still pretty, be pretty cool, uh, Ahsoka, a Star Wars story. Interesting. So I watched this, mm-hmm. and this is the animation from Rebels, I think. There was like a couple. like They had some um, from Clone Wars and some from Rebels. I was looking for Clone Wars and it looked more Rebels. I'm like, this is not because I haven't watched a lot of Rebels, but I like Ahsoka. Oh, no, you're right, Tan. it was all from Rebels. Yeah, Sorry, it was, and I like Ahsoka Tan a lot. And I think uh, that's a story that should be told. It looked so good. Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll have, we'll have to link it in the show notes. And you just have to watch it. Yeah, it was Darth really well. All was in there yeah. too, and it was yeah. I was like, wow, whoever put this together, mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty good. The Star Wars stories have been 
um, like away from the Jedi stories because obviously the Skywalker saga is like that. And so when they go... Sorry, I just saw something today that uh, we are in double digits, only 99 days until uh, the last... Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway. That's sweet. Um, so, so maybe once that's wrapped up, Ahsoka probably could be an interesting character to do a Star Wars story on that is more Jedi-focused. Well, it fleshes out Anakin Skywalker's character mm-hmm. and what happened between, you know, what was... Uh, between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge, and Revenge of, the Sith, of the Sith, right? What happened that was so, you know, that moved Anakin to the spot where he was at? I Revenge feel like... If they're going to do a movie, though, if they're going to you know build that up into a live-action Star Wars story movie, that would be neat. And that would be quite, number one, quite a feather in Dave Filoni's hat that he always wears nonstop. <laughs> right? Have you ever seen that guy? Um, to have, like, a, a character that was built out of these cartoons come into, like, the three theatrical. That would yeah. be, be huge. Um, Ahsoka's the one you want to do it with. Yeah. I think you got to do it in that time, though, in between... Like episode three and four, I think you you can't have Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker in it, obviously. And I think Ahsoka on her own is a more interesting story because she like, you know, is trained obviously by Darth Vader. Okay, neat. Um, so that's part of her backstory. But then becomes like the only gray Jedi we've ever heard of so far. Is that right? I think she's a white Jedi. She's is that what like they call a, it? yeah. But she like rejects the order and she stops right. being a Jedi. So that's really neat. After this whole saga of like good or bad or light or dark and then it flips him back and forth and betrays this and goes back to that, it'd be neat to have a Soka story which is like rejecting all of it and doing her own thing. That how, could how, be a neat live action movie. How do you know anything about this as a person who hates the spin-off-y types of things? I don't know. I've absorbed it. I don't know. He reads the Wikipedia's. Weird. Like an episode here or there and fascinating. It's like rage learning. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just absorbs this stuff. Yeah. Freaking Hawkeye Maybe I'm as super as they are Do we want to talk, spend like 30 seconds talking about the Jeremy Renner app? Yeah, did but did anyone even know, even know? what is... Okay. So the Jeremy Renner app was mainly a social media thing. It's, it's just a way to get like full-on notifications uh, if Jeremy Renner did anything what? on social media. Who made this? And then... You can Jeremy actually, Renner had it made by a company. Within the app, you can actually buy these credits, or I think they're stars. like stars. Yeah. Um, and if you have enough stars, you can use them for one of your posts so that it it kind of guarantees that Jeremy Renner or it will pu- see it. It pushes your comments closer to the top, yeah. which increases the chance of Jeremy Renner actually getting on social media <sighs> and reply. It's like yeah. Insta- what? It's like Instagram, but only Jeremy Renner is on it. Yeah. And he could send you like... Push notifications through the day. Hey, guys, hope you're having a great Thursday. That kind of thing. Now, Jeremy Renner's in... <laughs> I find him an interesting uh, what dude. The fuck? <laughs> like, he... This is fascinating. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. I was listening to this podcast that he was on. It was Anna Ferris had a podcast. I don't know if she still does it. Unqualified, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was on it, and he's like his, her next-door neighbor or whatever. Oh, neat. And he was... And I was just stricken by just how, like how normal this guy is like all he's not out there to be a celebrity at all he's just out there to well the to jeremy enter renner rap says but this says otherwise yeah. this app says otherwise what yeah. kind of a normal guy thinks <laughs> this much of himself that he deserves his own social media yeah that's why i was a little shocked I mean, like to show, app? show notifications when jeremy renner is around you like. thing is though so like yeah i and and I, if I were kind of a Hollywood actor and, and very famous and stuff, I don't know if I would ever sign off on this. 
but like actors, they have managers, they have people, right? right? So people that are in charge of making sure they're like their social media presence is yeah. is, is what top the notch fuck? and all that kind Who of stuff. Who are these people? So maybe there is this person within his group of people that thought this is the way to do it. This is going to be the way to do it, and we'll make some revenue off of this as well because people will buy stars so that that uh, they'll get their comments seen That's and stuff. Ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. I, I didn't read that far into it. So the app existed on its own for a little while, and but then there was, of course, some controversy. And it would seem that Jeffrey Epstein and Casey Anthony were going in and, um, or sorry, were, were being in Casey, per- Anthony? Casey Anthony, like the sorry, one no, no. that murdered her kid. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they were they were being uh, impersonated by trolls as well as Jeremy Renner. Like everybody was impersonating Jeremy Renner, and they were basically just going in and turning it into Trollville. Yeah, this sounds like Dunder Mifflin Infinity. <laughs> it ended up became, becoming a place for like sexual predators. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Renner, where do you get off? You're the least of the Avengers, and you get your own thing. It's Hawkeye, and he's doing stuff. (laughs) If there's an Avenger who would most likely show up to your kid's birthday party for $45, it's Jeremy (laughs) Renner. not saying he's going to, but it's a lot more likely than Robert Downey Jr. Oscar-nominated actor, though. Right? And he's got that great song. (laughs) I always thought Jamie Renner is a great like supporting actor. He seems like a really down to really guy, and yeah, that's a good carry call. his own film. Yeah, he proved that when he tried to be Jason Bourne. Woo! <laughs> that movie was not good. <laughs> not <laughs> Excuse good. me, pardon me, Siri. I'm sorry. Uh, with that, let's switch to Paul for uh, Apple reviewing Apple. All let's review all the Apple stuff. Paul, go. Sweet. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, so Apple uh, had their big events earlier this week, and I stayed home to watch it. It was a great morning for me. We wondered where you were at the. Uh, so an announcer meeting. I made it pretty clear that I was not going to come. I don't want to say we. John wondered where you were. <laughs> I sent him a message. Um, the big news uh, was, uh, well, two big announcements. I guess the biggest one was the new iPhone. And it is hideous. <laughs> I, I've been saving this to show Brian specifically. No, because I got trypophobia. You do? No, that's it's fucked up. Fuck. Wait, do you really, Brian? <laughs> yeah, it just that bugs the shit out of me. All that. Brian doesn't like, like looking at patterns of holes. Of patterns of holes, and that's I saw amazing. something on lunch day. I have a Chemical Brothers video to show you. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Okay, <laughs> That's hilarious. Look again, Brian. Please, please post that in the show notes. That's a great little meme. So by now, likely, if you're into Apple stuff, you've seen that the new iPhone, um, the 11, which is an upgrade from the 10R, is going to have two big, gigantic camera lenses on it instead of one. And on this, like, square thing on the back of it, that is hideous. And I saw three, that, and three, I was like, three. oh, my God. The oh, iPhone 11 Pro... Pro which is the upgrade from the... Wait, uh, there's ten- a Pro? Yeah. Oh, just yeah. you it's, wait. It's, it's, there's it's a third ridiculous. one. Just wait. From the ten, uh, from the XS and the XS Max, the upgrade from that has three lenses on it on the square. I see. I, I, I saw the two, and I was like, oh, my God. And then I saw the three, and I'm in my house by myself. was like, oh, my God, over-the-top, ridiculous, mm-hmm. and hideous. And the thing about this really is that Apple has perfected their phone. That's it. It's as nice as it's ever going to get. It's got a full screen. It's mm-hmm. got the face ID. You swipe. It's the nicest. Finally does all the, the things thinnest. that Android can do. Oh, yeah. zing. Zing. Until it's like virtual. Also, he's like, not wrong. This, brutal, that. Brian. 
right? So, such Maybe a hacky joke. <laughs> so bad. Also true. Also not true. Also and very also, true. Yeah, you could you could do those things earlier, but then you wouldn't have to have an Android phone. So, <laughs> can we really get a longer off. battery? That's all we really need. Yeah, you do get a slightly longer. They, battery. Every but every time, is they're it. like the battery is slightly better, and it never fucking is. It's the phone like the, is the nicest, still the nicest phone on the market. It's leaps and bounds ahead of any other phone in terms of like how nice it is to have. But Apple needs to do something to keep on selling phones. And the thing about Apple phones to a lot of people, and look at I'll, I'm gonna, you know, this is a criticism for people who are into Apple stuff. They want to be seen having like the newest, nicest thing all the time, right? They want to mm-hmm. be on the cutting edge. They want to have the newest iPhone. And the only way to really do that, because the phone is not going to change shape or size or screen or anything like you that. You have to add a gaudy detail. The thing on the back has to be different. Amazing. So I can tell, you know, from like I'm watching a, a social media and someone's holding up a phone in a mirror. I'm like, oop, they have the. 10s because Incredible. they've got like the, yep. the the like r- longer round up and down oval camera thinger, so they they've got to just keep plowing camera technology into the back of these things <laughs> to make them uh, better. This is this is the thing. It's like, bad. It's ugly now about society these yeah. days, yeah. and these fucking Apple and whoever and launch events is just like it's become such a thing that like yes you took a day off <laughs> to watch the launch event <laughs> yes. and every single year I can't even think of uh, like the engineers and the people that work at Apple being pressured every single year what's yeah. the next thing what's the next thing like wh- we need something else to sell these phones so that people yeah. want them like it's just it's crazy it's fucking ridiculous I just want to go back to the time where it's like do you have something new to add to the phone then we'll release it. Yeah. Do you not? Let's not fucking do anything. Right. What? Like, and I know it's like consumerism and society and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Blah. They have a loyal and, fan base that will buy whatever and, and, they and put you're out. You're just like buying and buying and buying. But like, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's. And phone wait. sales are down, right? Yeah. Just yeah. wait. Just w- one year, maybe don't release a new iPhone or yeah. an S or whatever. And just wait till you actually have something cool to add to the phone. Yeah. I don't know. Because they really these. did. They perfected the iPhone with the 10. And now that's two years old. And that's why sales are down is because people who wanted that cool new thing, which is like the full screen, they got it yeah. with the 10. And then it's just like, now we have nothing more to offer you. We like really don't. Steve Jobs years. is fucking rolling around in his mm-hmm. fucking grave. Do you know man. who I think maybe this has more to do with is a guy named Joni Ive. Yes. Who was head of Billy like, Ive? No. Bill Joni Ives? Ive. He was the guy. Are you, in, are you being silly? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's. I, I thought you were. Yeah, no, I thought it was like Bill Ives, the guy that like made everything fucking. No, um, he's like their designer. Their head yeah, of design. I thought his name was. No, it's Joni Ives. He's the guy with the like slightly British accent. You know, and he was the one that made things. everything fucking colorful and like gradients, and it was like so ugly. And he always I mean, narrates the. Yeah. Yeah, I thought his name was like. Bill but he Ives did a good job of like of just making sure that it, everything was always really pretty with Apple and smooth and sleek and nice. I didn't like stuff when he I was. Didn't know. No, you did. You did. Your the phone you're holding right now was made by him, and same with your watch and everything. And I think that. With his hand on the wheel, there's no way. Like, cause he left Apple. That's the thing. Yeah. He, he's no longer there. There's no way that he, they would have presented him this horrific square on the back with all these giant camera lenses, and he would have been like, "Great, looks great." He Absolutely. was like, "No, do it different. Do it better. You've got to make it nicer looking." Yeah. It's like the ugliest iPhone that's ever been existed. It's just wild to me. The latest post on the Reese Canada Instagram is a wonderful take on the uh, on the <laughs> iPhone, where it's it's showing the back of a of the iPhone and the square, and instead of three camera holes, it's three uh, Reese peanut butter cups. So.
Just oh, there's a million memes. Just want to show. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. It's one of a million memes about this. It's and it's incredible. so good. Um, the other piece of news, though, that was it was an upgrade was they announced the new watch, the Apple Watch Series Five, which is really neat. This, I'll give you, Brian, does do the same thing, I guess, that the Android watches were doing before, where it has an always-on display. Welcome to five years ago. It is the greatest thing ever, an always-on okay. display on your smartwatch. Um, so you know, like minimal battery drain, yeah. and none of the none of the the miming charades that you have to do to make your watch light up when you gesture your your wrist up. You just look at your and there's the time. Yeah. Uh, always on display is a great thing, and I'm really like not in a snarky way at all. I'm really glad that Apple finally has it. Although it's hilarious to hear everybody talk about it and review it like it's never. But been the a thing other before. thing that I was saying to Paul when he told me about this, like they could literally launch that as a software update. Absolutely. That doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a whole new... No, that could be a... So- if my PlayStation 4 had a software update where it could suddenly play 3D movies, my fucking watch can have a software update where it can be always on and a dim. Unless there's like a different layer of screen, which some of them do, no. uh, some of the Android software ones. Oh, update. so this one has a different layer. Okay, yeah. so that's why. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that's the thing about... <laughs> I think that's this is why, you know, it's like Apple decided that their smartwatches were just going to be like really, really pretty and bright. You know the Android ones you guys are wearing are a little are more simple, right? So that's their thing again. That's their like design thing. Everything's got to be so pretty. And I guess that you know if you're going to do that always on, it's going to suck your battery life. Um, this I think is that's the exact reason why it's like they they figured out a way in the hardware in the actual yeah. hardware for it to you know the screen to refresh at a slower rate. And all yeah, on a, on a number of the Android phones, you have two layers. You'll have your OLED display, and then above it, you will have a translucent display, um, much lower power, usually one uh, one color. And so your OLED goes off, and this display right on top of it goes on, and that is your always on display, and that's why it's draining um, battery at a different or a much lower rate. So, so that's what got me when they announced that it was going to be always on. That's why I was like, ah, fuck, I got to buy a five now, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, but it looks really great. So that was, like you're saying, Chris, I'm like, that was a reason to release a new watch. That's an, an interesting new thing. Well, yeah. Except you think it could be done with yeah, software. Yeah, I think but, they could do software. Mm-hmm. But that is a, a, a big step forward for the watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, release a new watch. The phone is just but, And the computers and, like, yeah, Is there like, any new iPads or MacBooks or anything like that this year? Uh, they did. They did release a new generation of the, like, basic model iPad. And, I mean, I don't know, indistinguishable. Same. Yeah, like, like every fucking the, year. Fucking thing. Like, stop it. The <laughs> new iPad Pros are beautiful. That's a reason to have an event. The ones that are full screen without the tummy button and the do facial recognition, and they're gourd. They're so nice. They were a redesign of that of the device. That's a reason. This is yeah. No, there was like a golden age of technology, probably from like I don't know 2009 to 2014, 15, where every year something was cool or something was different, and it's because technology was rapidly getting better. But now we're at a point, like you said, like it's we're 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 stopped. Yeah. Technology is good. We're we're not having that like acceleration of um, discoveries like we did in that period ten years ago. So just fucking stop for yeah, a while. We've hit peak technology, like peak just design, peak features on something else. Yeah, like phones got smaller, and then they got bigger, and then they got yeah, square, and then they got rounder, and, and now we're good. Now they fold. Yeah. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It's like the uh, Lisa Simpson Malibu Stacy doll. Where they released it, and it's got a new hat. Yeah. Yes. It's like, stop. Oh, it's not, there's nothing different about this one. Yeah. But it's got a new hat. And, and, like, truly from a design standpoint, like, I was sad. I was like, okay, so in a few years when I have to buy a new phone, 
I'm going to want the phone of 2018, mm-hmm. and it's going to be 2021, 2022, and I'm going to have to be searching for what, because they, the, they took the 10 off the market now. You can't even buy it. Oh, that's how they get 10 you. 10 or 10S, right? Well, it's like a couple of years ago, like they took out the all of the ports on the MacBook. So right. if you buy a fucking MacBook now, you need like a dongle for it so that you can do USB or anything like there's there's no ports in it there's no cd and it's fucking awful i have the macbook pro that yeah the the latest one that just came out i have to it has the usb c Mm -hmm. so i have to like i had to buy a and the dong a dongle for your thing and that's what like what you're saying paul it's like when it comes time for me to replace my computer i don't want the computer of today or whatever i want the computer from four years ago well apple says they did it because they're trying to force the rest of technology to come up to that to have those ports and here's the thing it's not happening that quickly usb-c is definitely like it is the the next and the now usb but like that's that's like the the sort of the small one not not the big usb that you charge your usb-c phone with they and apple has managed to do this with a lot of technologies but fucking dongle i need to like, listen to my podcast on my phone exactly that's the thing Ugh. i believe they have gone too far and too fast on this sort of latest round of of pushes yeah, of perfect. forces to try and move the industry along don't yeah. take my put my headphone jack in yeah put that so, back in my phone so for someone who because this is what apple actually also wants it's for people like me who just live inside the apple ecosystem so um oh i don't have a the jack the jack anymore the headphone jack port i don't care because i'll go and buy your wireless buds for 200 dollars. yeah and that's what the, another thing they want is everything you know is getting to wireless but i don't think it's there now not yeah that's right especially not if you want to buy a different manufacturer's well, headphones but yeah. it's not even just for headphones like if i wanted to plug in my phone in my car through an auxiliary cable i can't fucking do that anymore. Dongle. Yeah. like what the fuck ten dollar dongle <laughs> i know no i agree i know i i i i mean i feel the frustration of everybody for those things um, the best way to to get along with it is just do what they say. <laughs> oh my right? god! Honestly, it is. This wow. is like because they have a response to all of that stuff. They're just like if you're like, oh, I can't plug a thing in my car. Buy you're, a ten dollar dongle. Got it. You got it. Whatever. you I need. do the same thing. I'm in that same ecosystem. My reception. I hate is, myself though. My reception is going down. You're holding the phone incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Hold it upside down, and that yeah. will be better for you. Yeah. It's whatever ridiculous. you say. You guys. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You know what you're making. It's still <laughs> the best product on the market. So whatever. Whatever you want. How much money do you want? <laughs> Kirsten found this this amazing thing, <laughs> this this tease of a new experience for the Nintendo Switch. Kirsten, I would like you to describe what you saw in that video. It looked to me like, okay, it's like a, a, a circle loop thing. And then it looked to me like back in the 80s, the thing that you would put in between your legs and then squeeze it. To like thigh the master? Thigh, yeah, no, no, it doesn't like, it looked, yeah, kind of like a thigh master, but like a cheap thigh master. And then in this video, Nintendo's like, here's this video, and then doesn't explain what the fuck it is, and people are just touching this circle in different <laughs> ways. It has groups of models acting like families from around the world, and we know it's around the world because it'll show like two seconds of the Colosseum, and it will say, Rome over top, or there's the Eiffel Tower in like, Paris. It's a worldwide phenomenon, yeah. And then everybody is circle. interacting with this strange circle, in which you put one of the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons, and then there's another thing that's a... He's doing it. Yeah, the Thighmaster thing. So just this morning, and this is what I was hoping for, is I was hoping that before the pod uh, aired for this week that we'd find out what this is. (laughs) Like, I thought it would be, like, Switch Fit, like the new version of, of Wii Fit or whatever. No. We have something called Ring Fit Adventure. 
Mm-hmm. This is a new game, and the accessory the, the accessories is called the this is the ring con. Okay. The ring controller, and the very cleverly named leg strap. <laughs> so in the full release video for this, um two um how did my friend Catherine put it? Pod people. These two robots, these two overly happy models, yeah. uh, talk about Look at their khakis. Very right? attractive. Oh yeah, absolutely. They talk Not about accessible. this thing, and yeah, <laughs> so threatening. The, the ring con apparently has sensors to read how much it's being flexed, and in the game, it'll turn that into attacks or whatever. And it, the woman is slightly ethnic. Uh, very, very slight. Yeah, but he is as white as Wonder Bread, oh, and yeah. his hair. I think Ken Brings has hair. Like, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, this can apparently be used for any fitness level because um, it, it reads the amount of, the, of flex and you can, you can calibrate it. So, the adventure begins when an evil bodybuilding dragon named Drago throws the world into chaos. Was Drogon already taken? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and basically, your body the movements... The dragon name I've ever heard. Your body movements are the interface to this game. I'm sure there will be more to it, but at the moment, there is one game about it. So, you jog, your, your character is on rails, so you jog in place... There's no steering, and but sometimes sometimes there's large steps, so you have to do knee lift jogs uh, to go up those steps. And you point and aim the ring con, and you squeeze it to to fire beams. And and oh yeah, is, you're in very athletic um, wear. Your character is in this game, and uh, yeah. So there are other things where you can paddleboard, or you can fly, or you can skateboard through parts of the game. And just like Pokemon, there are going to be random battles, but these are fit battles. With little monsters in the game, and you have to battle them with specific fit skills, like like a thigh master squeeze, or holding a squat, or slow yoga poses to build up your attack power. Um, and probably the best part of the game that I saw in this thing is the defense pose. So this is turn-based combat, where you attack and then the enemy attacks. So when the enemy attacks, you put the ring con against your stomach, and you invoke ab guard <laughs> to defend yourself. Oh my God. And when you level up, your upgraded stats are is actually underneath the header gains. With a so, Z? No, no, no. Just yeah, well, no. Actually, yeah, gains with a yeah with with an S. Boo. So yeah, so this uh, Ring Fit Adventure comes out October eighteenth. Wow. And it comes obviously you get the game and the two accessories with it, and who knows how much it'll be? But well, how truly horrible. Good for Nintendo. No. At least they're doing something different. Always something different. And uh, healthiness. But remember, kids, only 20% of your physical health comes from exercise. 80% is your diet. Eat your vegetables. Stay in school. Boo. Okay, let me... I had a uh, Wii Fit. Did anyone else have one of those? Yeah, I had a Wii Fit. I yeah, think yeah. the Wii Fit was one of the greatest things because yep. it that, as a peripheral, was so flexible and applied to so many different things. Mm-hmm. And there were like, I don't know, six to eight games that worked with it all in different scenarios. It wasn't all about yoga. It was... You had the island. You had the racing. All sorts of things. I... You, you could sit on it sometimes and steer your body. It was hilarious. I thought the Wii Fit um, was great. I was so disappointed, though, that it didn't work with Tony Hawk. Missed opportunity. Too much yeah, risk yeah, of death. Um, I just think this is, um, this is a misguided, and they've been doing it since the Fit, where they're like, no, you guys, video games make you fit and healthy. <laughs> no, we do things. To you know, like don't blame us for the ever <laughs> fattening of America. Video games are healthy. Like no, they're not. And anyone who's actually into doing these motions will go somewhere to do them. I don't like know. Like a yoga studio, or they'll do a jog, or any of this stuff. Like the whole the trying to 
smash video games and fitness together is completely, I think, a bullshit thing. I'm okay with it because I feel like there's a small percentage or maybe a large percentage of society um, <laughs> that, won't, that. that won't uh, go to the gym because maybe they're embarrassed, maybe like they don't feel very fit, maybe they feel like they're going to be judged. So to at least be able to start your fitness journey. My We Fit judged me all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know we yeah. do. It's like, been several <laughs> days since your last set. This one's going to yes. judge me too. Totally. It's like my weed telling me I'm lazy. <laughs> and the yeah. tubby little icon that it draws for you after uh, it takes your weight and everything, that no, was a bit much. I didn't like that it. was a bit much. Um, but, but I feel like there is a percentage of people that this is really good for and will really help. You may be right about that. And, and it, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got to turn this video off. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, I hope you're right about that, Kirsten. But I it's just, only for like those people because you're right. Yeah. Like the other other people. Yeah, I would just go to the gym. I'm right. not gonna. I'm not gonna buy this circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just okay. A good example is uh, at that Apple event when mm-hmm. they were announcing the new watch. They were like, they had these people come on and tell their stories of a time that like because the watch takes your cardiogram or whatever. Mm-hmm. It like knows when you're about to have a heart attack and in these specific cases they have these they trotted these people out to tell their story of the watch knew I was having a heart attack and called the ambulance and then my wife to let them know. That's yeah. pretty freaking like, amazing. It when is, people right? fall, they have that fall alert thing. Yes. Like, it's pretty cool. That's so those fun. are real world stories, right, that Apple was able to trot out for marketing. If a single person had lost one pound from doing Wii Fits or anything active through Nintendo, Nintendo would have trotted them out to hold their pants out. <laughs> okay, it like a out Jenny really Craig well for commercial. Fucking Subway. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Jared. No one's doing that. No one's getting into shape doing Nintendo stuff. I'm sorry. Thank you, Paul. That was great. That was great. Um, okay, let us review and recommendation it chapter two. Oh shit! We haven't even started that yet. Oh shit! <laughs> The biggest thing we wanted to yell about. Yeah, oh, so much yelling. It's oh, the last thing. So, right, so. Uh, get yelling, Mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you to Kirsten James for <laughs> going out of the theater and complaining that the uh, the light was dimming. Uh, I guess the bulb was was starting to uh, oh. go out in yeah. the theater. Yeah. And so she went out to the not projection plane. She just wanted to notify them. And then the theater manager's like, come see me after the show. And we all got free tickets. Hey. Thank God we didn't have to pay to see it. In yeah. a theater we shall not name. Okay then. Well, yeah. no, it was I think really the, good. The, the manager handled it really yeah. well. Yeah. And I, I wasn't looking for freebies. No. The manager was very nice. There you go. Is it downtown Odeon? There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They handled it very well. Yeah. And they say that kind of thing happens with the the light bulbs and stuff in the projectors. So we should probably start with spoilers. I do. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a I tough guess. thing because again, this is one of those that. ones where it's like based on a book. Yeah, like, uh, based on a, t- a TV miniseries. Yeah, yeah, but those were a long time ago, and there might be somebody who hasn't seen or read. And I those. guess different elements and stuff. I guess but. I can do it pretty unspoilery, but yeah, sure, spoilers. Let's yeah. okay, yeah, let's do the spoilers. Or actually, wait before no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, Mary interrupted me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say is like maybe we should just say like whether we were we give it a thumbs up or like. Do we recommend it or not? Kind of. Thing. Are we doing thumbs up, thumbs down now? Yeah. How do I'm we switch from the ten scale? 10. Oh no. dear. I rated it. If I want to do it out of ten, I'll do it out of ten. Whoa. I. Thumbs down. Yeah. Five out of. wouldn't recommend it. Five out of ten. Ooh. Yeah. It's my understanding. Uh, now look, I've never actually seen the 1990 miniseries. It will not stand up. No. If you watch it, it like it does right not. 
hold up. I've seen enough clips of it that I yeah I'm I'm understanding. But at it its time, it was very masterful. And Tim Curry, like right. he, it, he was kind of like yeah. Know, well, the, so is that Factor Fiction show that Will Riker was in. <laughs> that uh, he was like kind of like the Joker, like he, just untouchable. Like how would anybody ever right. be Pennywise the clown again and beat Tim Curry's portrayal? And I I got to say that is it it's Bill Sarsgaard. There's yeah. too many yes. fucking Sarsgaards. Yeah. Um, Bill Sarsgaard is Sarsgaard Sarsgaard. Um, is still phenomenal. Like yes. he is so good. His Pennywise. I'm sorry, it, Tim Curry. Like it blows it out of the water. It's, yeah. it's very different. He yeah. makes it his own. I think one of the downfalls of this movie is we didn't get enough Pennywise. Yeah. And when we did get him, he was like it, largely influenced by CGI, just because of that big uh, battle at the end. It's just it's CGI, and he shines when he is just being fucking Pennywise. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, like in the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the first movie was great, um, and and it was just fucking delightful. And there's a scene in this movie um, underneath some like bleachers. bleachers, which is just so well oh, executed yeah. and so good yeah. and so fucking subtle. Um, but but that is like one example of a good spot in this movie. And then it just it just fucking. And that's the thing is like yeah. there were parts in this movie where he had a chance to shine. You just wish there were way more of them. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So I'll I'll go out and say actually. That, What's your rating? See, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually recommend it uh-huh. because I had fun with it. And if it ever came out, on, like I was thinking about this, if it came out on Netflix, uh, you know, a few months down the road, I'm probably gonna watch it again. Yeah, really. Just because uh, just because of the the like, the the things I liked about it were strong enough for the the. They were entertaining enough that mm-hmm. you know I'll go and I'll enjoy it again. Yeah. Name, like the first thing being the casting. The phenomenal. casting, yeah, and the, the acting was phenomenal. The acting was phenomenal when they were all together. The scenes where they were all together, they played off each other so well mm-hmm. that you enjoy those scenes and you like. I genuinely laughed out loud in a lot of those yeah. um, those scenes. But yeah, I, I do agree that there is a lot of flaws mm-hmm. with the movie, and I think maybe I over hyped myself in terms of like oh no I'm going to watch this scary ass movie right. in movie theaters that in the end a lot of the scary parts ended up being a little disappointing well it was not no. a scary movie yeah well just- and, and neither was like it chapter 1 like it is a scary movie and there are scares in it but um you know I, I wouldn't call it a horror movie even though psychological kind of thriller i think that's the thing if you're going to this movie to watch a horror movie to get scared, you're gonna leave disappointed. Yeah, because oh. of the, I think because of the fact, and we touched on this outside of the theater, is that they really fell into the horror movie tropes that a lot of these scary scenes were very predictable. Mm-hmm. And we can we and Chris and I can can talk to that I think in a little bit because yeah. we found out I think our big reason why. Let me the first thing that I wanted to do when as soon as the credits started rolling was yell in the theater. Too long. Yeah, was the whole crazy. fucking movie was way too fucking long. What's Almost your rating? Three Paul? hours. Um, this one's a mess. It's not good. But um, <laughs> and uh, and both of these movies should have been done more thoughtfully. It's such a what's disappointing about this whole franchise. These two movies is what a wasted opportunity it is. Like you're saying, Brian. Like mm. what a cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what a Bill Skarsgård and everybody mm-hmm. in it is so good. Mm-hmm. But they formed it. They gave this. They were like, oh, it's a horror movie. Uh, give it to whoever's doing horror these days. What's our most profitable horror? Oh, I know, like Annabelle Creation and that shit. Mm-hmm. So let's just do it in that way. That's what a modern horror movie looks like yeah. in the year 2017 and 19. Mm-hmm. So just do it like that. What a fucking waste. What an absolute waste. Both of these movies should have been an hour and a half long tops. Yeah. That's it. I, I liked I liked the first one. The first one is fine, 
but it is not without its flaws, and it's not one. without its like hacky jump scares, and you just—it's a wasted opportunity because there's so much going on in this book. And don't get me wrong, the book and the source material is an unfilmable, cocaine-fueled nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's—it it would be a challenge yeah. to make it into something that works as a two-part narrative as a movie, for sure. But you fu- you fucked it up. You didn't yeah. do a good job of it, you guys. I- and the reason why, Kirsten, talk about the writers. Because that's what you did a little research about the writers of the two movies, and that's where it. Yeah. So the first movie, which I really enjoyed, and I thought they did like. So I'm. I love horror movies. I love scary movies. I watch them all the time, all year round. Um, so I'm a bit of a aficionado of horror <laughs> movies. And uh, the thing that I liked about the first movie is it. It didn't use cheap jump scares. Like it had maybe one, but this movie it was like fucking rinse and repeat. Like, like eleven. Yeah. It was like this whole thing in the middle where they had to go get the tokens, which was the most bullshit. Get that yeah. out of the it movie. It sounds like a game quest. It, it, and yeah, they were all the thing. Like just to go back to what you said before I get to this, Brian, is that. Um, the, the the best parts of the movie was when the whole cast was together. Yeah, yeah. But the thing they that they fucking did is they split them up into single characters. And so there was no character development at, with them as adults that made you care about them as adults. No, it's just and they, parts of them looking scared yes. and screaming when something And they relied happened. so heavily on um, reminding us of the relationships that they had when they were kids, when really this movie should have been about the adults and yeah, rebuild. Like, it was so like, are. I don't know if some producer, like I was saying, was like, well, they like the kids, so let's put more kids. Like, it was bullshit. should have been more adults. But um, to speak to the, the writers of this, the jump scares, the rinse and repeat, because every single character had to go get their fucking token, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's a scary thing, a scary thing's going to happen. <gasps> okay, there's no scary thing. Wait. Three seconds. There's a scary uh, thing. Over and over. Like, yeah. fucking, fucking. Anyway, so in the first movie, um, we had several writers that were a part of it. And for some reason, in this movie, it's dropped down to only this one writer, Gary Doberman, who is responsible for Annabelle, yeah. The Nun, um, oh, this fucking geez. awful movie uh, called Crawl Space. Like, he, the, he is the jump scare guy. At Warner Brothers. And I don't know why they didn't rehire the three writers that, like, maybe added something more and can do a horror movie with more than a jump scare. But it was just this guy. Yeah. You can tell exactly where the movie, like, went wrong as you're watching it. And and I think a lot of it, like, really reeks of Mm -hmm. studio involvement and, like, sticking their nose in. These three people, they wrote a, you know, like I said, a fine first part of this thing. Um, And, uh... And and you can tell that studio people got in there and they were like, we need more jump scares and we need we need more it needs to be longer and like you said the kids are popular so let's plow the kids into it. That's the first thing I would do if I was to edit this movie down to its what it should have been an hour and a half mm-hmm. runtime. Chop every single scene with the kids. Yep. Didn't need it. Every single one. Yeah, did not need well, it. Well, I think yeah. We talked about too like the kids are two years older and there's a huge difference between twelve and fourteen. So they actually had to do the fucking de aging on children. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! So that was such a bad idea to put the kids in there as well. Zero character development for no. the actual adults, which is such a waste because again, that cast is incredible. That guy that got to play Eddie job. was fucking phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. his, like the way I was saying, like he based it to his acting. I think like on the yeah. on the kid was so good. Um, I didn't love um, Jessica Chastain as oh. Bev though. I felt like she was too grown up and too adult. Like you mm. almost like totally lost the Bev from the original. I agree. Um, but uh, I think that was a, a symptom of the writing, though, too, because I yes. said to Paul is like they only touched on 
the fact that she is now in an abusive relationship, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. then they they had a good chunk of time they spent on her when she was a kid, showing that she like her, her abusive yeah. relationship was her father, right? And they only showed that once in the beginning, and then she beat up her husband, and then she put the ring down on the thing, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. Whereas like even in the book, and I believe in the in the in the TV movie. Her husband actually shows up to Derry yeah. and is is part of the plot and is uh, influenced by yeah. it to go and kill her. That's the other thing is, uh, what's his name? The guy that comes back from the dead? Why can't I think of his name? Um, the like the like the like the hand of it the guy with the knife he stabs everybody oh, he was like yeah. from the mental he, he was so poorly used like in Bauer, the original yeah. Bauer in the original miniseries like he's really well used it's basically like where it can't show up he is there oh. and he's this scary visible like that, and he that just was it. it was so weird like they he could have not been in the movie they could have just been like yeah he died um, that was a funny part though where it's like the the guy that plays Eddie is like. Shave your fucking mullet. It's been 30 years. Yeah, like already. Yeah. There so was some loud. great comedy. A, the comedy was yeah. actually well executed. And although in that scene in particular, it was a, one of a couple of examples of like, the, you wonder if like the scene didn't work. So they were like, um, make it a joke instead then. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's like, they just like, because it the, wasn't that scary. The voiceover. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like, it's a voiceover as he's leaving the room. He like calls back a joke. It's yeah. like, okay, I guess it's a joke scene now. Same with when like the leper is barfing all over Eddie, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. That music plays, that Angel of the Morning song. Yeah, yeah that it's was like, weird. Why do they yeah. put that in there that as part weird. of the soundtrack? Yeah. Why? Because it's not scary. So they're like, uh, make it make it so <laughs> jokey. Yeah, yeah. Scary. yeah, yeah. And then that, so, and that's funny. the other thing that where the movie failed too. Unfortunately, I I don't know why, but the graphics and the CGI were not well oh, done. Okay, man. Okay, <laughs> this is. You know, where it showed some promise for its scares, mm-hmm. particularly everyone knows about that teaser trailer with the old lady and yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Great move, great oh, scene, mm-hmm. great build up, so scary, got a lot of hype. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, got a lot of hype to build up for this movie before it came out, right? Because that scene looked so creepy. And it's like that slow burn horror that's not yeah. getting those cheap scares. You know, you see her like in the background, she's naked oh. forever. It's like, oh my God, in the dark and all that. And then. The reveal is the worst CGI. It looked like a monster from the Goosebumps movie. Just like googly eyes and like so unscary. It completes, you get the jump and then you see it and you're just like, oh, I'm not scared now. This is stupid. I almost thought like some of the CGI, I was almost like, is this claymation? Like it was so weird. That would have been better. Well, it would have been better if it was just the old lady and maybe just fucked with her face a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like she already had that like scary like yeah, whatever the rot happening, yeah. Yeah. Um the the use of CGI is brutal in this movie. It's like yeah. we always say your brain knows, your yeah. brain can tell the difference between what's real and what's not. So as soon as your brain is realizing like this is a cartoon made of pixels, mm-hmm. guess what? Then I had all the tension is just relieved. And I just kept going back to that again and again. Those were the big scares. And the ending like the, the whole Bunyan, ending the scene like, the whole ending scene with the spider, which that was also, I could tell, some studio executive got in there as well and was like, okay, no, I know you want to put a giant spider because that's in the end of the book and that's like he's the like big an climax, alien, yeah. like this really scary giant From spider. <laughs> but the clown is popular and tests well, so... Put the clown back the in. Cl- clown spider! Make sure it's a clown spider. Make sure he's still got the clown head on there. Yeah. For what? Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, it was... Such a waste, man! I'm 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 disappointed because yeah. I was I got stoked. I avoided the first date because I was like, nope, too scary. I built up courage to watch mm-hmm. it. 
enjoyed the everything about it, but not ex- exactly its execution. And then in this one, I was like hyped for it again to at least be that good. And instead, it was like bad, worse. I gotta blame it on everything studio bad. problems. Like I'm, studio. I'm hoping that's what it was. Like, and just- it's a shame too because yeah, yeah. again, they had a. Uh, they had a perfect cast for that, yeah. and then the cast. And then they brought they all those came, kids. They like, came uh, and they went to work. They should then, have like, done it. A great job, like the original, and it just had adults and kids. They didn't need both. It, it well, bloated the movie. Yeah. And that's we what didn't I was get saying. The relationships that's that we what wanted I was saying to about see. the kid part, right? The kid, like having the kids in the second part, it almost made that first one obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why didn't you just make it one big movie then? It was, yeah, it was. Well, not right. I for one am happy I didn't take Paul's advice and go crush the first movie and then buy a ticket for this one. I wa- when I was watching it, um, jo- Johnny, my husband, showed up. And uh, he didn't. Into a, a wall. He ran into a wall. He'd <laughs> <laughs> been um, drinking. Yeah, <laughs> day drinking. Uh, he'd been at a golf tournament, and like halfway through the movie, because I didn't know if he was going to show up or not. Halfway through the movie, I just thought to myself, "Thank God Johnny's here, so we don't have to rewatch this again on Netflix." Like that's how much I didn't like it. See, and that's the thing is, like, I am looking forward to rewatching it on Netflix, but mainly because of the scenes that I liked about. Yeah, it. that yeah. like it, though it is when I do rewatch it on Netflix, I think that's when I'm going to feel the length of the movie mm-hmm. like yeah. oh they're in the token part this is going to be long no you won't right? you just skip but like well, well i could do that but then that was the thing is like i i agree that it was too long but in the in the moment i didn't feel like i was watching a three-hour movie yeah you know like um i did i did think those token parts were you know very unnecessary and really really stupid well, and the Bill Hader's one, like, we don't even know how he got away. Like, yeah. it came at him, and then it cut. And yeah. I was like, well, and then he just shows up later. I'm like, wait a minute, how, do you, how the fuck did he get away? It doesn't make any sense. The, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about the tokens, too, that was dumb is, like, uh, they all trust Ben. I guess this is a little bit spoiler, but they trust Ben that this, like, Native American ritual will Mike. work. Oh, Mike. 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 Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. This will work. And it's just like, why will it work? Why Why would any Native American or any people have figured out a way to yeah. kill this like cosmic ancient yeah. evil from beyond? And that, like, maybe they should have what? spent t- some time on that story, right? And that could have been interesting. Yeah, I trusted him because he was the Old Spice guy and he was perfect. <laughs> totally <laughs> <forgot about laughs> That's what they thought too. Yeah. Hello, then, friends. <laughs> in the movie, then they kind of do uh, address that because it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't fucking work. Like, why would it work? I thought that was... Um, good. At least they acknowledge that this plot point that took up the entire fucking movie oh God, was, was stupid. It's weird too because in the fi- in the in the book and in the movie, Mike's not there in that final battle. He's in no, the he's hospital. Be- oh, yeah. really? Sorry, <laughs> is my mic close enough to my yes, mouth? Yes, now it is close enough to okay. your mouth. Jeez, mm-hmm. Brian. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's it's such a shame. You know, Brian. Like it's wild to me that you're going to ever rewatch it. What I will do. I'm, I've never. I have. Not got three more hours to spend on this movie ever again in my life, mm-hmm. but I you fast forward to the Bill Hader part. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. What I yeah, will watch, you know, what will absolutely show up on YouTube in you know six months from now are all the Bill Skarsgård it scenes mm-hmm. kind of chopped all together. Yeah, and those are totally worth rewatching. I also really liked Stephen King's cameo. I thought he did. It was, he was very he nice. Was a pretty fine actor, hey? Yeah, he was good, <laughs> and and it was also really funny. Um, I actually thought they were going to change the ending more because of how many allusions they give to. Oh, the ending, oh, the ending sucks. sucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but they they didn't really change the ending. But um, there's no turtle. <laughs> they had. You said that they had the the uh, uh, 
the, the tip of the hat to the turtle. Though. Yeah, they had a tip of the hat to, well, in both of them. Yeah, because um, I think Bill had a turtle Lego thingy in the first mm-hmm. one. That's right. As well. Um, yeah. just just to go back one more time to how terrible the writing is that they let that fucking guy that did Annabelle, uh, the shitty Annabelle, not the good one. <laughs> and um, the uh, the other people that were writing on the first one are responsible for things like True Detective and Maniac. And oh, the alienist geez. and good shit, oh. and they're not like that. I it's the writing. Like, What's his name? Say the bad writer's name. <laughs> I, Shame I, on you, dude. I did already. Because clearly, it. if you hadn't have been in the first one, it would have been better. And Gary you fucked this Dauberman. one. Dauberman. Fuck you, Dauberman. <laughs> Let's let that be shorthand. I don't for know the worst why it was Dauberman. like what the other people were doing that they didn't come back. For the back. next Warner Brothers movie, we're gonna get the writer from True Detective season two. <laughs> On the Tomatometer, it rates 86% fresh on uh, for critics and 84% uh, for... It's got to be because of the actors. Audience? It's, uh, that's, no, that's it's, it's it's one. Sorry, that's, that's, sorry, the original It. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. The original It, 84, 86 and 84. Uh, it Chapter 2, 63 yeah. Yeah, and that's, 80. That's about right. Yeah. That's about right. That's about yeah. right. And even right there between the two titles shows like a lack of foresight and a lack of planning yeah. from the studio. Why not call... It, it chapter one and it chapter two. Like, if that's the way you're going to market the chapter two, the second version of it, or the second installment, mm-hmm. why not do it from the yeah, start? If you know there's going to be a second installment, don't, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like an episode, you know, thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was so bad. The, see, the, I'll give you like one final piece on it, just if you, if, oh, the oh. scene at the end that just like encapsulates how bad the writing was through this movie is they have a scene at the end when everyone survived and they're like walking through the town of Derry and there's like some shitty voiceover going and they're like oh yes we all have each other and then it like pans to the adult versions of them and then the camera pans and they're looking at their reflections and they're all the children's version oh that my the, god that was in the trailer no, I was like that is like I booed for me <laughs> this is for me and it was again spoiler alert I guess but for me it was like uh the Eddie's death. Mm-hmm. It was like it was the stupid horror movie thing where it's like he does something badass yeah. and he's like, "I got him." Boom. I turn my back to the villain. Yeah, you knew it was Fuck. coming, and he was so happy. He was like, oh, "I did it! I just believe." Stab. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Gary Doberman. <laughs> Fuck you, Doberman. Uh, Art, let's get your rating on the on the movie, and then we'll move on. I didn't see the movie, but I'll give. Oh, it you didn't. A, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Solid six. Oh, jeez. Oh, Wrong. Uh, one last review. Can I? Oh, yes, yes, sorry. please. Oh, just I did finish Mindhunter last weekend. Oh, so, dang, season two. Yeah, and I thought it was very strong finish, and it's maybe the second, if not the best thing I've seen on TV so far this Whoa. year. So, yeah, up there was Chernobyl and everything. So, dang. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I highly. Recommend you watch it. Nice. And one, one, one more quick one. Uh, last, uh, I guess last week or two days ago, depending on when you listen to this, <laughs> I, uh, I reviewed and recommended Fear the Walking Dead, and was like, oh yeah, you know, it's really good, and it, uh, it's like an anthology now, kind of, and they're doing really cool things with these new characters. I don't like this. And lead-in. last week's episode, I watched it, and I was like. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Going in a direction, and I was like, oh, they just fucked this up. Oh, no. no. Anyway, shit. Unreviewed and unrecommendation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If uh, you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us by email, electronical mail, geekout at the zone.fm. Let's see who wrote us this week. 
Oh, nobody. That's great. Nobody, because nobody listened to last week's episode. That's yet. right. That's probably why. So hopefully, this means we will get double the emails now. Well, we should check the Facebook page. Two times people zero. have been like Very reaching out to yeah. us on that. Seeing if we're okay. Seeing if we're okay and everything. Mm-hmm. Kirsten James, where can we find you on Instagram? I'm sorry. I know you just took a big swig of water, so I'm going to spend some time while you swallow. There you go. Thank you. Um, Kirsten James. Kirsten James. Art Aronson. At Art Aronson, uh, also between the stammers, oh, yeah. uh, should be returning this next week, uh, hopefully with a big premiere episode live from Canucks training camps. So Sports! We'll We're hope. We're hopeful there. Paul Pustino. Paul, at Paul Pustino. And um, similarly, PJ Party this week, unfortunately, had the same technical bullshit as uh, this podcast, but it's up there. And it's such a shame, too, because our very special last episode, the first 15 minutes of, of it is about eating assholes out. And so <laughs> I recommend highly. We had a special guest in. From... Just, despite that reaction, Kirsten, that was actually a really good part of the podcast. It was. Yeah. It really was. Well, yeah. We had a guest in from Island Sexual Health come in and talk about it. And it was actually very interesting. And um, hey, everybody, if you don't know, everybody's out there eating ass. So get after it. <laughs> And following that up, Brian Capistrano. The salad tossing episode. <laughs> That's what you titled it? That has gone away as like a nomenclature. How interesting. No one calls it tossing salad anymore. Tossing salad. Huh. Um, boy, I said to my surprise. Stop it! Just say Boytano913. <laughs> Boytano913, Twitter and Instagram, and DJ Boytano on Facebook. I'm on no other podcast but this one. <laughs> I'm Webmeister Button All Socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 50! Yay! Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.